This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. Welcome to season two of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, where we talk about all things sci-fi. Our crew, Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, are all back for more fun as we share our opinions, thoughts, and ideas on our favorite films, TV shows, and books. We'll also have some fascinating guest appearances this season, so make sure your ship has plenty of dilithium crystals because we're breaking free from this solar system at light speed while having the most fun of any podcast this side of the Milky Way talking about science fiction. All hands brace for impact. It's time for the big sci-fi podcast. And welcome back to the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brian Donahue, and this week we are rounding out our top five worst sci-fi films of all time. We had a lot of fun last week talking about what we consider to be the best of the worst in science fiction. Now, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned as we dive into our final selections for worst sci-fi films of all time. All right, so we're back to Adina now. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> so this is number four, right? Yes, it's yeah. number four. Okay. So number four is there is a movie uh, called, and I have a feeling like I feel like people aren't going to even know what this movie was because I mm-hmm. feel like it's just one of those forget it came out and it's forgettable. It was called Life. It came out in 2017, and it's you know they're on the International Space Station and they like found some oh. life on Mars. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. And I, the I... reason why like it's on my list in such a high position is mm-hmm. because I watched. We were on our honeymoon, and it was just one night that was like, okay, it's you know let's go for you know watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And I think my expectation for the movie just was a little bit more upbeat. I, I don't think I knew going in that it was a sci-fi slash horror. I thought it was oh. just a sci-fi. So mm-hmm. I was looking for like, they found life, but maybe it's intelligent life and stuff. And well, and we got basically alien, <laughs> yeah. you know, some version of alien. And, you know, it had Jake Gyllenhaal, who I love. Um, it had Ryan Reynolds, who I love. So I was mm-hmm. expecting something. And, and I think maybe I didn't really see the trailers. It just happened to be out in the theater like then. So I probably wouldn't have seen, if I'd watched the trailer and stuff, we probably wouldn't have seen it. Cause mm-hmm. yeah. Ryan so- Reynolds too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adina just said mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds is good. Yeah. I like him. But... Right. So this. So oh, this I movie didn't just... hear. I'm sorry. I'm looking yeah. it up. I must. Yeah. I must have turned okay. off my listening ears for half a second. <laughs> That's okay. okay. It's okay. But yeah, you know, yeah. Adina, when it came out, I, I saw the previews for it, and I, I thought it was going to be a monster movie, and so I lost kind of interest because I thought, yeah. oh, yes, yeah, same thing. You know, oh, it's going to be about, you know, the existence of alien life and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. but. Once again, uh, it has to turn into something that wants to eat your face. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah. we, we saw that in Alien. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I skipped that one too. Mm-hmm. You, you made the right decision. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I don't think it's for me, but if someone likes it, good. I'm so, glad to hear Brian, you didn't see it. Chris, you didn't see it. I didn't see it. Guess what, Adina? Thank you for yeah. taking that sword for us. You're we appreciate welcome. It. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, go ahead. Yes. We're waiting. I hate to even utter. I'm pausing <laughs> because I hate to even utter this film's name. Oh, my gosh. I find it so stupid. Is that bad? Okay. I find it dumb. 
It's ridiculous. Who's, whose list is it going to be? It's going to be on one of our lists. <laughs> waste of my time. Starship okay. Troopers. Oh, okay. Hated that film. Talk about another like based on the book. I thought it was terrible. I, oh my. God. Maybe maybe I'm a maybe I'm a serious science fiction guy. I love my track. I, I just I just I felt like this was just. And again, it was based on a novel, right? It was based well, on a book. Yeah. I'm like, no. And the movie made me want to read it about as much as I want to sit down at the toilet without a roll of toilet paper right there. Like, <laughs> okay. I just, I just, that is the new level. I just, Why did you have created a new rating system? Rating How much toilet, toilet paper roll. could you go without to watch the just, movie? I mean, watching this film again would be as dumb as doing that. Oh. And so I just, I just, I, I, you know, I, I know there are people when this film came out, they're like, it's great. I was expecting much more. And I, I just, even with the previews I read and the trailers I watched, I just, I watched it and I was like, not what a waste of my time. I should have been, I should have been whitewashing the world's longest fence. So there was one like redeem for me, there was like, one massively redeeming feature about the movie but i feel like you do have to have read the book first to kind of appreciate this feature of the movie so in the book he has so the the main character rico he has a lot of uh, you know like there's flashback scenes to where he's in uh, i think it's the equivalent of a high school Mm -hmm. in some kind of civics class so in the you know in this futuristic in this future society you you're it's a very libertarian society and it's also a very um if you're going to be a citizen Mm -hmm. and only citizens can vote and only citizens can hold office i mean you can Mm -hmm. you can exist you can work do whatever but citizens get those privileges of you know, of, mm-hmm. of participating in the government. In order to do that, you have to have served first and anyone can serve. You could have, you know, no legs and they still, maybe you get a desk job and, you know, so you still have to serve before you can become a citizen. And so they have all these uh, flashback scenes to when he's in his high school, like civics class talking about, you know, all talking about um, civics and the mm-hmm. society and all these things. And so in the movie, the, the one thread that they pulled through was um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character and then how they had these like commercials. Yes. For, like for kind of the society and, and stuff like that. That thread made the movie kind of sort of work for me because they, they still had elements of what Robert Heinlein was trying to get at. If it wasn't for that, if you take that out, then it's just a shoot monster movie, you know. But yeah. the fact that they had that thread, mm-hmm. I, I it's still I enjoy the movie because you, they kept that in there. You were gonna, you, you, I would have said that. I'm just gonna say the same thing. Those sequences of those commercials mm-hmm. were well done. They were funny. They were interesting. They were the only reason to watch yeah. any sequence of that film. Otherwise. Uh, it's Otherwise, just you really don't have just, you just have a sh- let's go shoot the bad yeah. monsters. Yeah, it's yes, exactly. I'm, I'm really. done talking about this movie. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I haven't well, well, seen it. I need okay. to give it. Well, the no, book no. is amazing. Everyone <laughs> okay. should be, really. The book is absolutely one of uh, you know. So I've not read 
all of Robert Heinlein's works, but I have read a, quite a bit of them. I would say this is like, at, if you were going to pick one Robert Heinlein book to kind of understand uh -huh. Robert Heinlein and kind of understand his thinking and era, this is that book. And, and Brian, you want to have another horrible thought? I, as a they Ohio, made, they, as they, they, the Ohio, as an as a the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Buckeyes, uh, Ohio State recently copyrighted the Ohio, Ohio. State Buckeyes. <laughs> it's a yes. it's now illegal for any other university to say the that way in front of their name. As a the Ohio State Buckeye fan, I would rather go to a game in Michigan. <laughs> Then watch this film ever again. Okay. Wow. And I'm getting irritated talking about it, too. I got okay. it. I'm <laughs> gonna like you, I'm gonna, no, I want to leave you with I this thought, Brian. Die. I just want to leave you th this thought. Yeah. They made two more movies. Stupid. <laughs> I love this. This is, this, is, this is fantastic. And we need to clip all of this out. I'm Chris, having fun. I'm Chris, having fun. go ahead. You're, 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 you've got the limelight. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. I oh. this was this is a weird one because I saw the movie and I liked it and I thought this is definitely one of the better mm -hmm. ones. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't rewatch it much. And then I rewatched it like six years ago. Or actually, I remember watching it one night at work. Well, I was finishing up work and it was like my last day in that position. And I stayed there all night trying to close files. And I had Beyond in the background, and I wasn't into it. And then uh, my girlfriend and I were trying to work through all the Star Trek movies. And then we're like, okay, well, we got one more to do. We got to do beyond. And we were kind of, mm -hmm. I was dreading it. And then we watched it again and I realized, okay, Star Trek beyond is my least favorite movie. There's some things I like about it, but the overall plot I thought was kind of silly. There's some continuity stuff. Mm -hmm. I hate this idea that the whole movie is about captain Kirk losing his spunk, not his spunk, but like his passion for being out in space. He's burnt mm -hmm. out. But then he gets to the end, which you always expect. Okay, yeah, if a character starts burnt out, the the plot of the movie, the thing that happens will somehow get them back into wanting to be a captain. Mm -hmm. And so for some reason, he doesn't want to be a captain anymore, but somehow getting his ship destroyed and getting his entire crew in prison is the thing that he's like, you know what? I want to be a captain again. And so there's no reason for it. And then the, the Idris Elba reveal was kind of weird. Yes, but there was some good stuff. I like the captain's log, mm. like the fact that it showed an like that this wasn't just hey, it's been a long day in the office. This is just like no, this five year mission with no end date, with no end destination, is exhausting. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. I always joke about this, but I'm obsessed with Chris Pine's hair in the role in that movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. The the away team jackets look amazing. The uniforms I think are great, but uh, Spock and Bones are 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 fantastic. But yeah, the they, movie they, is yeah, just. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The more I watch, the more I'm like, I'd rather watch Nemesis. Like that's the one. If I had to pick the two, I'm going to go with Nemesis yeah. because at least I can watch Picard. Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. No, I'm I generally watch, uh... surprised at us that, you know, coming into this tonight, I really didn't think that there was going to be any Star Wars or Star Trek movies on our lists. Um, and we've got one of each so far. And the reason why mm. is because again, if, as bad you know, as, as movies we really don't like, I would never have thought that because even we've talked and we've ranked our mm -hmm. favorite Star Trek mm -hmm. and Star Wars movies. I never would have thought that any of those would have made it into any of our like absolutely worst out of all science fiction movies. I'm fascinated you would say that because I yeah. was thinking just this afternoon, mm -hmm. I was considering Star Trek Beyond or Star Trek Nemesis. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought of Starship Troopers, and it took the place. Of, uh, <laughs> but I just, the I just, the I just, it's it's Star Trek Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, had all the potential. Uh, it had humor, mm-hmm. but Pedro yeah. Selva, fantastic <laughs> actor. I just, I thought that as a bad guy, it just was convoluted and weird and not explained good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I felt like it was, it was a special effects heavy Trek film. Yeah, where it kind of became more about that for me at least. Now I know there are people that love Beyond, that love mm-hmm. think it's the best out of the three. Mm-hmm. Yep, the there are. And so and more power to you. No disrespect. Um, that's what's great about films. We can all disagree, but I just. Yep. And I, I don't know that I've never thought about Nemesis versus Beyond. I've seen Nemesis mm-hmm. several times. I've only seen Beyond once. That's Maybe that's, that's my a good, answer right there. There's your answer yeah. right there. And Thanks Chris, for letting me talk this out, guys. I feel better. Thank you. That's what we're doing here. That's where we're supposed to be confessing our sins or whatever, <laughs> you know. No, it's these film sins, not our sins. Yeah, it's film sins. Yeah. sinned against us. Well, yeah, I'm still surprised. I'm just Chris, yeah. really surprised. I, I gotta say, Chris, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I there were sub parts of that movie that are great, but the killer bees were stupid. How do they yeah. travel at warp? How can they? It was dumb. And then to have the Beastie Boys as the only weapon against them—that that I, I I didn't stupid. mind the Beast. And, I didn't and, buy that Spock wouldn't know classical music. That's well, outrageous. Yeah, but that, I know that, that was, was just a funny a dumb gag. Joke. But yeah, it's that just was like, just what are you talking it was, about. It, was it the same classical it was, music? Sorry, Chris. It was the same song they used in Star Trek, right? That was the like, biggest they didn't problem I have even, with that. Yeah. They didn't even make it a newer, a different song. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And how then, much did the, how much did they have to pay Beastie Boys to get that? I mean, it must have been astronomical. The, this New yeah, Jersey guys point. from New well, Jersey. Well, wait, maybe they paid it for it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Maybe they paid for it in the first movie and they could still use it. Right. But then the whole thing with the dirt bike with. Kirk on a dirt bike. I mean, really, that was kind of dumb. And then the fact that, that the that the Franklin is stuck on this planet for generations, generations, and then they show up and they go, "Oh, hey, you forgot! All you gotta do is loot, tighten this bolt, and we're ready to blast off." Yeah, the Franklin Sorry. is what bothered me too. Yeah. It's just like I can't, I could, I still can't figure out where it fits in the timeline of Enterprise because it's supposed to be a warp four ship. It's supposed to be before Enterprise, but the they make NX-01. it. Yeah, oh. it, it, but it seems like they never. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know, and then yeah. I know that the the timeline seemed to be messed up, and it's like yep. I remember when when two thousand nine came out, or like on the time at the time, Wikipedia said that when that movie was released, only Star Trek Enterprise was the only show that was re- like remaining unaffected by the timeline. All the other stuff was canceled out. Yep. Um, and then I think they came back and said, "Oh no, no, it's actually just an alternate timeline. There's still Prime Trek." Yeah. But it just seemed like, okay, the stuff with the Franklin and yeah. the timelines didn't add up and the Zindi Wars and all these things, which didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was, it was a lot, but I just, I can't get past Kirk being like burnt out. And then somehow by losing the ship and getting everyone imprisoned, it was like, yep, I'm, I'm back. I'm Captain well, Kirk again. Well, we're going to have a Star Trek four with, with Chris Pine. So we'll see how they resolve so. that whole I'm thing. Excited. All right. For me, <clears throat> the fourth film is Ad Astra. Really? Uh, yeah. Yes. More like subtract Astra. <laughs> Once again, I was very excited to see this movie. And the movie opens with Brad Pitt as Roy McBride being attacked by strange power surges from space. 
And it's believed that the Lima project that his papa played by Tommy Lee Jones was on, which is somehow near Neptune, might be the cause of the surge. So the mission, the Lima mission was to find if there was life out in space, really. Brad agrees to go on a secret mission to find his daddy and stop the, impo the possible destruction of Earth. Wow. So he goes <laughs> to the moon and since he needs to get to the dark side of the moon for a secret mission, what does he encounter? Space pirates. Yo ho, yo ho, a stupid sequence this is. <laughs> then, <laughs> wait for a audience laughing at the end. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Then Brad gets on a flight to Mars where along the way they stop off to help another spacecraft and once on board they are attacked by space baboons and the baboons rip the face off of the captain of the mission. What's the point? I don't it's get it. Oh my I God. Still, I've had this on my like I want to watch it list. I still yeah. kind of want to watch it. <laughs> Let me keep going. You may change your mind. Really? What does this have to do with the overall film? So then once he gets to Mars, he has to get on a mission to the Lima project because he's not included. Uh, so he sneaks aboard a spacecraft as it's taking off. And he's a stowaway who then kills the entire crew. And he has to spend months and months alone as he slowly travels to Neptune. And when he gets there, he finds Dada and plants a nuclear bomb to destroy the Lima craft. So after Dada tells Brad that there isn't any other life in the universe, the two leave the craft. But Dada won't go with his son, and Brad protects himself from the explosion of a nuclear bomb with a piece of metal. And then he uses the explosion in his spacecraft way back to Earth again. Really? And when Brad returns to Earth. He's treated like nothing happened, even though he killed all the crew members and he becomes a teacher. So if I learned anything from him is don't this see this movie ever again. So should we should we put a disclaimer that there's some spoilers? because you went through oh, the we should, oh, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. We, we should put that at the very beginning. Spoiler. <laughs> we're going to tell you why you shouldn't watch movies. I'm also just looking at space, like I'm looking at pictures of the space baboons look, or sorry, baboons look hysterical. <laughs> they were the I still kind of, I, yeah, I don't know. I still kind of want to see. I still. I watched the first. I watched the first twenty minutes of that film and turned it off. There you go, okay. Brian. You you did good. You <laughs> did good. I should and have done I, that with Starship Troopers, but I was. Hey, Liv Tyler is in it too. Starship Troopers. Yeah, uh, she, but book. very small. She's she's like uh, she's very so, tiny. I just kind of funny because we were talking about her yeah. a few minutes ago. Can we? I don't. We're not going to give out our addresses on here, but I just wanted to propose <laughs> that all of our listeners go in and get a copy of Starship Troopers and mail it to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the movie or the book? Because they're so different. Okay. The movie. Because he doesn't like the movie. I'm just kidding. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, Adina, go ahead and watch it and then we can talk afterwards and yeah. I will allow you to confess your sins because you're a very logical, smart, <laughs> scientifically driven person. When you see the space baboons, you'll know what I mean. Okay. 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 But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm intrigued enough to like, I want to make my own opinion. You, you really want to just, you just want to take the top off that milk container, just I don't know. I just, I just got to give Sometimes it. Sometimes you need to smell it. 
yourself. <laughs> All right. We're we're down to the last movie. So yes. Adina, hit us with your, your last movie. Okay, okay. Jupiter Ascending. Oh, oh yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've I haven't heard, seen it either. I've no, it no, because, no. Okay, tell yeah, us why. I, tell us I why. really think, well, again, this could also be like an expectation thing, but I was really excited to see Myla Kunis. I love her. And I feel like I was, well, I was expecting to kind of see her in like a Angelina Jolie kind of role, mm-hmm. like a very strong, powerful role. And it was not and i don't know what it was and that was kind of the problem it was it i think it fell flat in a lot of ways it mm-hmm. looked gorgeous like everything with the special effects and everything looked you know the, the visual effects mm-hmm. were one amazing but i think that's all the movie wound up having was the visual effects mm-hmm. um yeah so I, I, and of course because again it, it was several years ago and i haven't seen it since so i can't remember all the details other than the disappointment that you know Mila kunis was not the powerful kind of figure that I, you know, I was expecting going into this. And this is a Wachowski's movie too. And I I also wonder like, were they actually really a one hit wonder? I think so. Cause you know, they've done a bunch of things, but there's only one that really worked. Right. And just the first matrix movie. Cause I was actually toying with, Mm -hmm. should I put the other matrix movies? (laughs) Yeah, I did not like the other matrix movies. Mm -hmm. I would, well, you know, uh, not revenge. uh, What's the (laughs) third one? Uh, Yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I I love revenge of the Sith way too much. What's the third revolution? Is it revolution? That's the third matrix. Um, Like that one. I actually did enjoy reloaded. A little bit like that's kind of fun to go back to sometimes but um oh the third one revolutions i'm just like okay i want to see the matrix for the matrix not to watch them shoot aliens where it's like this mm-hmm. is a completely different movie uh so yeah i think you might mm-hmm. be right i think it's just like it's unfortunately it's a one-hit wonder mm-hmm. it, it was it when the matrix came out it was visually it was, amazing yeah. it was groundbreaking but you can only you can only do that once yeah. And Jupiter Ascending, 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Okay. So That's it's not, not just me. Just to feel. <laughs> no, there you go. I would say, given validated. it's not just me, d- no, yeah, no, don't, no, don't, no. don't waste your time. Don't bother. Brian, final film. Yes. My final you gotta, film. You got to do better than Star Trek. Star Trek my, Well, my, this my. Is a, this is, is going to be good. My final film. And I, I have to admit, Starship Troopers probably the worst of all my films. I, I okay. you know, probably, uh, so I don't know if it'll be better, but there is a science fiction film that I watched with great um, intensity uh, years ago, and I think it was on Netflix, early on in Netflix's life when they started streaming, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Event Horizon. Oh, oh, yeah. I paid money to see that. Hey, here's, and it's got great actors in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the gentleman's name that was in the Jurassic Park films. Yes, that guy. Um, <laughs> that's, that's Sam Elliott. That no, Sam. Sam, <laughs> Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Yes. Thank you. Okay, Sam and as various other actors too. Mm-hmm. And here's the film. Okay, so it start, first it starts off kind of like a thriller. It's you're terrified of what you don't see. There's a lot of shadows. There's a lot of what's going on on this ship, and what's happening. And they're trying to figure stuff out. And then all of a sudden, 
near the end of the film, it switches gears and becomes this horrific horror, science fiction horror film with mm-hmm. ghastly images and just horrific scenes all of a sudden like that. It went from this intense, ooh, we don't know what's there, to this, it just flipped a switch or, you know, whatever. And I was just like, holy geez, I didn't see that coming. And so for me, it was like kind of a cheap way to scare you and explain. So I I just, Mm -hmm. for me, Event Horizon, I thought it was actually, I think it's a a good intense film up until that point. And then I'm like, ah, for crying out loud. I just just think the gore and Mm -hmm. the weird horror gore just cheapened it for me. And I'm like, I'm never watching this again. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember this being a trailer on the the VHS for first contact? Because Mm -hmm. that's how I, yeah, because that's how I I watched it. Yeah. I rented it as a kid. Cause I'm like, I I used good memory. Holy cow. No, this was like one that stood out to me. Like there was on the first contact VHS, there was that trailer and then the really good like uh, uh, Flight of the Valkyries where it was like a super cut uh, or like mm-hmm. a mashup of all the great Star Trek stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I remember that trailer and I always remember being like, First Contact is not that it's a kid's movie, but it's like a solid like PG at Star Trek. Yeah, so I was always yeah. surprised that they had they had a trailer for that. And I was like, this is really dark. And then somehow I was able to. Yeah. Oh, well, First Contact was, First Contact's actually PG-13. Oh, it's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It was yeah, the first yeah. Trek film to be PG thirteen. I almost, I was, my mom and dad were debating whether or not to let me go, mm-hmm. um, see it, and of course I was not gonna. I was having nothing to do with not seeing that film. And, you know, yeah. it's funny, Brian. When when we went to go see it at the theater, and this was my friend Ross and his son Michael. And again, Michael, he thought, and for him to say about a movie is pretty bad. Um, yeah, we went in there thinking, okay, this gonna be a movie about traveling to a black hole and the right. event horizon and we thought it's gonna be this really interesting science fiction film and yes you're right it went to like what the heck happened here <laughs> yeah and i've so never like... watched it again i've never watched yep. it since yeah, i've never right. seen it i need Don't... to watch the trailer again i have i have nostalgia for the trailer but the, the trailer is like, it, it hooks too scary I, yeah. is, but i like i'm like yeah if well in the, so I just kind of played on, on IMDb, there's like the 30 second trailer and I just played it with the, the sound off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like they're picking up a knife and they're picking up weapons. So, and the, the, the tagline is infinite space, infinite terror. So right. I, yes. So they it, go to, to me, hell, it is coming across as like a clear sci-fi horror film, mm-hmm. similar to like, my life. That's not how yeah. it was portrayed. Really? Because in the in the no. trailer, it was pretty grotesque. I remember being really. Like, I don't like remember the thing with his like Sam Neill's wife was all creepy and I don't remember. Um, that. But yeah. is this like the first? Is this like the first movie that depicts a worm? Well, not depicts a wormhole, but where you have that explanation of like you do the thing where you get a piece of paper, you draw a line, and then you fold it. And the then black you... hole. By no, yeah. I don't think so. I, that's I think it. That, so that was the, the first film that had something to do with that, and that that's a real kids' film. That's a real kids' film. But it's a fun. Oh, okay, they didn't. So I, I for some reason I thought that like no. this event horizon popularized the line through the paper, mm-hmm. poking the hole through the or poking a hole oh, through the paper. Maybe it did. Yeah. I remember that. Like, that's yeah. how wormhole works. Yeah, that was that was in actually the black black hole. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, because they're they're swirling around the black hole like it's a, you know, it's a, a drain. Well, I guess I guess if if I miss the horror part of the that being a part of the description of this film. 
I'm telling you, as I recall, it was way at the end of the film mm-hmm. yeah. where it switched that mm-hmm. way. It was it was scary like you didn't know what was like it's what you weren't seeing. It was the intensity mm-hmm. of the noise and the, you know, what's going on here and them trying to figure out the mystery. Mm-hmm. But then it's like all of a sudden horror, like instantaneous. Yeah. So for me, it was a bit of a letdown, but I'm not a horror guy either. I don't I don't do yeah, horror. It was. I mostly just watched it because of that trailer, like because it was on the first contact mm-hmm. trailer. But I do remember that being pretty hor- like horrifying, and like the thing with the wife, and like him in the. Boy, you remember? I don't remember. Mm. I just remember there was like some version of his wife that was like an alien, and she was saying creepy things, and then he's in the, like not the Jeffrey Cheese, whatever you want to call it, the equivalent of that, and the lights are, and he's like, ah, oh, he says something, and he's like freaking out because people are fooling around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember the dialogue okay. now. <laughs> But okay. I need to go back you don't and watch have the trailer. To, you don't have to remember the dialogue, Chris, but you have to tell us your last film. Okay, last film. Here we go. And I had a really intense argument about this at last, or actually this weekend with some friends. And I, I, I've been debating all night. Like, I'll, I'll wait. Do I need to apologize? Because I got really intense. Wow. But okay. This film <laughs> is The Last Jedi. And basically, my buddy and I, we were getting into an argument about which one was worse, Rise of Skywalker or Last Jedi. And I was trying to argue that Last Jedi was worse than Skywalker. Um, I don't even know I who just... you are, Chris. You have both a Star Trek <laughs> and a Star Wars film on your yeah. worst five. So so are you saying The Last Jedi is what you're picking? For me, was just worse okay. just because like, even though Rise of Skywalker was ridiculous, I did like seeing the Emperor again. And I always have fun with Palpatine. But I just, I couldn't deal with sad, miserable Luke Skywalker. And that, to me, is what just, That's it fair. took me out of the movie. Wait a minute, just, was that the second of the J.J. or the yeah. third of the J.J.? That was the second one. But the problem with... You mean the, with the horses? The, the stupid horses at the at the uh, casino? Right, the casino. That's pretty Can't stupid. Yes. Yeah, but... Horrible. And, <laughs> and it's a problem with the series in that J.J. had an idea. Animal Ryan Johnson... Here derailed it and then jj was like okay we gotta we gotta try to course correct there was no clear overarching plan but i i think and my buddy was making a good argument in that they were doing an interesting job of trying to show that luke was aware of the jedi's failure and Mm -hmm. the problems with it i just i can't get past him one i can't get past this idea he was he was willing to he was determined to get Darth Vader back. He was like, hey, he's my mm-hmm. dad. He's Anakin. There's good in him. Yes, he killed younglings. Yes, he's basically space. Well, I don't even want to go there. But wait, 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 wait. Did, did he know about killing the young? He didn't know when he, he was trying to turn his dad back. He didn't know about the younglings. I'm sure he must have been filled in. Somebody must have. But mm-hmm. no, because but, no, but no. he knows he's Darth Vader. He knows that Darth Vader's not like singing about lollipops and rainbows he knows he's yes. off murdering people all the time but there's so a big like, difference between murdering adults and murdering kids mm-hmm. right but but yes okay. that, that, that's I, that's why the episodes of uh of obi-wan got a rating at the beginning because of the images of that right yeah mm-hmm. so i it's like i i i totally understand why luke was trying to redeem redeem his dad that makes sense but i can't buy that even for a split second he's like oh you know what my uh my nephew yeah there i sent some dark side probably best to kill him even though he doesn't kill him and he's like oops that was a bad call mm-hmm. i just can't fathom him making it and then it's like okay jedi suck get it 
but you don't need to go seclude yourself and just drink space milk and go fishing all day. You can also maybe contribute to <laughs> the rest gross. of the Republic. So that movie just rubbed me the wrong way. And then cancer bite. It's like, do we need this casino scene? Oh, and the worst. The... That, that, and then you know what else got me in that yeah, movie? Go ahead. Please tear into it. The world's <laughs> worst chase scene between the rebels and the first order. I mean, they're chasing at a certain speed and they're running out of fuel. Stupid. And then I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Do it. I I, I love princess Leia, (laughs) but if she had died just in space and that would have been the end of it, I would have been okay. I would have, but the fact that she somehow survived the rigors of being in deep space without any oxygen freezing and then they revive her. It's just like, no. And then finally, Chris, the last scene in the movie where the little boy is sweeping and he reaches over and the broom comes up into his hands and I'm going, oh my God, this is going to be in the next movie. This kid is going to be the next Jedi and nothing in the next movie. You never know. Maybe 10 years from now, we'll get some payoff. Yeah. I'm Uh, kidding. Was this the film... That Poe Dameron, uh, yeah. Dameron, at the beginning, they're bombing the big ships, and they have designed yes. these ships with this big mother hole that you can drop a bomb perfectly in the center of. But yet mm-hmm. they're they're coming towards it so slow. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like to me, that was like a like I thought it was hilarious. The dialogue between him and the bad guy, like. Uh, hello, can oh, I, yeah. is anyone, you know, they go back and forth like there's a glitch in their communique or something, you know, yes. and that mm-hmm. was hysterical. I thought that was, Star Trek should have done that first, in my opinion, but Ooh. I just, it was like, they're moving so slow, and then they're, like, they're, the Empire's going to let them get close enough to drop a bomb over these huge holes that, you know. Yes, and it's supposed to be like a World War II bombing run, you know, and, oh, we got, the bombs are trapped in the bomb bay, we got to push them out, and it's like, this is stupid. I why see why. Why yeah. I I can see why it's on your I, list. In Chris. spite of, all, I see why it's on your list, but I still I will watch this film again. I still find it entertaining enough. I yeah. But I, I, mean, I, just, I gotta get I, this. I, I feel you though, my friend. I I, I think saw it this twice. Is legitimate. I'm yeah, I saw it twice. I'm like, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. I'll probably give uh, Rise of Skywalker a chance. Maybe maybe rewatch it and see is it worse than. Mm-hmm. last jedi because i do feel bad like i got like i wasn't mean to him but i got very intense <laughs> but we're good I feel okay like I okay That's all good. right but it was just like man i've never thought i would be arguing with someone about which movie was worse like we weren't making the argument that you know rise of skywalker was good just that it was less horrible than last huh. jedi to me but the movie opened with the hilarious bits with with luke skywalker and you know being just a total jerk to his I guess, you know, just, well, I don't know just the relationship but, between them. But, but anyway, I, I do it love, was funny. Right? That was funny. That was kind of interesting. That, but what I do find hilarious is mm-hmm. um, that you can go on YouTube and look up like 10 minutes of, of Mark Hamill being disappointed with The Last Jedi. And it's just like all these clips of him talking about it and being really? very polite mm-hmm. and really okay. not saying that he doesn't like <laughs> it, but making comments that, okay. Because because yeah. when when in the first film, when Ray finds Luke Skywalker at the end and you mm-hmm. see him, mm-hmm. that was epic. That was mm-hmm. emotional. That was, so cool. 
that was like the perfect setup for the next film. Mm-hmm. And then it was yeah. like, woe is me. You know, yeah. yep. it was, yep. it was like, it was just have that for a minute or two, okay. but it would have been now, maybe they thought they needed that to be that way. So that in the end, when he's on the salt, red salt planet and they give him everything they got and the smoke clears and he, Oh yeah, it does the dirt. Yeah. You know, it does, which is it great. Yeah. But I, he saves the day in the end. But and it's not even him; it's just a projection of him. He's still yeah, back yeah. on. Yeah, I think yeah. that's all. I'm okay cool. with that too. But yeah, it's yeah like me too. Just, I think that part's cool, but it's just like, why did you? I, I just hate this idea of okay, the Jedi suck, which they do because Brian, we we well, I guess well, we should talk about it off air about Revenge of the Sith and your thoughts on it. But yes, the Jedi are kind of terrible. But it just seemed like even though you don't believe in the Jedi and you don't want to start the Jedi Order, that's fine. But at least maybe just do something else. Like hit up Leia and be like, hey, how can I how can I be useful to the New Republic? Well, mm-hmm. okay, but he's depressed. I mean, like he's clearly like de- depressed and like basically yeah. traumatized. So and yeah. he's just down on himself. So to me, that that part all worked that that worked for mm-hmm. me as a he's just, you know, so he's given up because that happened. People do give up. Like it, and it's a shame we don't want to see our heroes give up, but mm. he did, and that's he. You need that to have the oh, you know, a little bit deep. of the redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also, you know what, I gotta maybe just back off a little bit and say part of it was I was already not traumatized, but like Logan was like already rough because I thought, well, Logan and Last Jedi was a well-made movie for the most part, and Logan also a well-made X-Men movie. It's just like it just sucks when it's like they you get Days of Future Past. It fixes the timeline. Everybody's happy. Then it's like Logan, sad and miserable. And it's like, remember all your favorite X-Men? They're all dead. Yeah. Sorry. So Logan was even more believable as like the down, because you know, that's, it's, yeah. I mean, he's. Right. I should yeah. probably yeah. try to rephrase in that. It's not that it's not believable. It's just, it's not what I want for my yeah. heroes. I want them to be happy and to not just be miserable. And it's like, but yes, happy but doesn't Wars, make a. Happy. No. You need conflict to make a yeah. movie and to make the movie work. You, you need you, you, if you start out happy, something bad's got to happen. I'm not saying that it's like <laughs> you don't need conflict. Obviously, you need conflict, but you don't need to have them be like sad, miserable, inappropriate word people. Yeah. When it's like even even what Obi Wan did, I felt like it was for me. I enjoyed that more, even though obviously Obi Wan was down and out and he was miserable mm-hmm. and depressed and traumatized from the events. But it. I don't know. I could go on about, and maybe okay. I'm wrong. I could be yep. completely wrong, but, but that's yeah, the way it just gets me so worked up. Like I, mean, I don't events, really get this angry about anything. Yeah, these events are they are traumatizing. So for them to be like, okay, I'm I'm gonna happy and figure out what to do, but blah, 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 and then have something obviously happen to further plot. I mean, yeah. like I feel like this is more realistic because if they were just kind of going along and okay, everything's fine. I'm happy, 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 happy. You're like, okay that's psycho because they shouldn't be happy because a lot of bad things happened and they should right, be but at least you know? in revenge like you or with obi-wan it's like you get to see the trauma that he mm-hmm. had to deal with because we saw that in the last movie but like when we let when we leave off luke and the rest of the gang it's like everything's happy emperor's dead empire is pretty much defeated there's still like small empire groups and you know it seemed like it just would have been nice to have more of an explanation like why did he and i think now we're getting well, that we, with we the got series. it i feel like we got it as flashbacks we just we weren't presented with it yeah but you know, it was mostly just like oh i sensed evil in my kid so i almost tried to kill him but then i didn't and then he got mad and tried to kill me and now he's evil no see I, I i don't know i maybe i read a little bit more you know more into it that 
you know, he was trying to counter all the, I guess, negativity towards Jed. He was, he knew he was failing. Like he kind of went into it. So, but he still could have done others. I I don't know. I'm probably not going to win this argument, but, (laughs) but but that's okay. This is based on opinion. You are just surprised. Like, so accepting that you think that this is the worst star Wars movie fine i'm still just shocked that in your five worst sci-fi there's a lot of sci-fi movies in yeah. the universe that like ryan has a star wars movie in his list and you have a star wars and a star trek movie in your list i'm just yeah. i am shocked because there's a I, lot of science fiction out. I, I, I there's no other movie I that gets me this agitated than <laughs> oh, the last listen, jedi this is like i would rather don't know if we're, what are we doing what's the the nor to, the the toilet paper scale i'd rather have no toilet paper <laughs> than have to watch actually i don't know if that's true all right I I I just I just want you guys to know, yes. that I tried desperately not to have. I I wasn't gonna have Star Trek. Okay, uh-huh. that's me though. That's me. I uh-huh. seriously considered it Nemesis or Beyond. Right. Um, so I feel my friend Chris. I think those are if if you're talking, especially level. Of, I think that's that's the answer here, Adina. Level of disappointment at those films. Yes. That's that what it they're comes gonna down make to. this yeah, list like this. See, you know? well, to me, it's kind of level of disappointment. Plus, do I want to, or would I? Or, you know, what is my level of willingness to rewatch them? Okay, right. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. never watching Jupiter Ascending again. I'm never watching the go. Mummy again. But I will absolutely rewatch any of the Star Trek or Star Wars because partly because they're part of the canon, and even if they are the my least favorite of those that set of yeah. films, I still mm-hmm. want to rewatch to kind of still with the context. So yeah. I will still gladly rewatch them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No. It's hard. Yeah. It's like, even with like, even though generally speaking, like I will say with star Wars or star Trek, I would rather watch the worst of those movies than watch a different movie, but yeah. not with beyond like even nemesis. Okay. I'm like, I'll go back to nemesis every <laughs> few years, but I just have no desire to do beyond. And then, okay. It's no, like you but can you... disagree with movies, but it's just mm-hmm. when someone disagrees with me on Last Jedi, it's like this gets me going. Yeah. And I got to figure out why do I get like, so angry about Last Jedi? Like, so, I'm just like, so I can't I'm deal not with like, I'm not contradicting or whatever your opinion. I'm just yeah. surprised, is all yes. I'm saying. I'm just, I am surprised. You're fascinated. And, and I thought yes. I was going to get more blowback from Interstellar, but poor Chris. <laughs> gonna... no, I feel like it, it's funny with he getting like, lots of blowback here. Lots of yeah, blowback. It's two things. So with Interstellar, it's been interesting because I remember when the movie came out, I don't think people loved it. I remember mm-hmm. it not getting great reviews, but I feel like as time went on, people started to like it more. And then Last mm-hmm. Jedi, like even Honest Trailer, like the joke was basically it was such a divisive movie that half of the fan base said this was the best thing ever. And then the other half said it's the worst Star Wars movie ever created. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's not a lot of fans who are okay, it happened. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. So I'm definitely on the other side. Well, uh, I'll, the, I'll, I'll say this to you, Chris. No. There was, I kept trying to figure out, was there a Star Wars movie that I had to pick? And I couldn't because even though actually all of them, except for in Empire Strikes Back, has some definite flaws in them, mm-hmm. but they're still watchable. They're still, you still, they're still watchable, even though with their major flaws. But I don't disagree with you about that. That particular of the Star Wars films was like, I can't watch it again because it's just slow and pondering and whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, it's my turn. Last film from me. Oh, wow, we still got one more. Yeah, one more. No F-bombs, no violence, no <laughs> monsters, no nothing. No just, nothing. <laughs> no, just pure disappointment. 
And the movie is The Astronaut Farmer. Oh, Christ. This is the movie that I refer to when I talk about a film I was cheated on. When I saw the preview for the movie, the story seemed so exciting. As an ex-astronaut wants to live out his dream of going into space, even though he was not included in the astronaut training program. Now, wow, that is heartwarming. And I, I convinced my wife, my poor wife, to go to the theater to see with me the next weekend. And I'm still apologizing to her for that doing so. <laughs> the movie opens with Charles Farmer, played by Billy Bob Thornton, riding a horse in a Mercury astronaut spacesuit. This was the picture that was used on the poster. This is what sucked me in. Interesting. He is out of the Air Force and now running his wife's family farm. And she's played with Virginia Madsen, who's very, very good. But in the barn, he's building an Atlas rocket with an old Mercury capsule on it. He has the whole family involved in the project, but he's nearly bankrupt the farm for this project, much like in Field of Dreams. When, but when he needs rocket fuel, the government steps and says no. Okay, that's an important point. Even his best buddy, played by Bruce Willis, who's uncredited in the film, and good for him for not taking any credit, he tells him his idea is stupid. But Billy gets some generic rocket fuel and launches it by himself while his family is asleep. Well, the rocket goes up a few feet, ends up going sideways, causing all kinds of damage, and Billy is nearly killed. But he won't give up his dream. And when his father-in-law dies, played by Bruce Dern, crazy as always, he has inheritance to save the farm and build another Mercury Atlas rocket. This time, with the help of the whole family, he launches the rocket. But in, in space, the power goes out. And somehow, through prayer, it's restored. He lands back on Earth only a short distance from where his loving wife is waiting for his return. Easy, right? While this movie was happening, I was rewriting it. In my version, he cannot get the fuel, so he cannot launch the rocket, but his son, who adores him, is inspired to become an astronaut and goes into space while his dad watches his son's accomplishments with great pride. From the moment the film, the film, where, in the moment of the film where he gets the rocket fuel and he tries to launch himself into space, the movie collapsed for me. I was so disappointed, and I have never and will ever i will never ever watch this movie again because it's so disappointing and with that i'd like to say that to for me to prepare for these films i used wikipedia to help my memory i could not bring myself to even attempt to watch them again <laughs> everyone says we should give something another chance sometimes in a second watching we can find a nugget that makes it better than when we remember but in the case of all our examples, it seems we just can't do it. And maybe that's wrong. But in the case of these movies, I just can't see us, can't, any of us opening that milk container, even if the expiration date is a good one. Once the seal is broken, it cannot be unbroken. So with that, my friends, I leave us with thank you all for contest confessing your five films the decontamination room will be awaiting your arrival however you are not expected to strip down to your blue undies a la star trek enterprise we will not be rubbing each other down with some type of ointment however <laughs> doesn't it feel good to admit to the world the five films that are the ones that 
you not even recommend to Satan to watch? He is, as we all know, already in hell. <laughs> and as always, thanks to the crew. Uh, so if there's any last comments you'd like to offer before we go off into the great cosmos. I don't if I've know. offended anyone, I've got to apologize. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I get very heated. I apologize. <laughs> and there's some good stuff that Ryan Johnson did. There's some good in the movie. It's okay. That's big of you, Chris. We, 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 we still all love each other. This is, this oh, is yeah. okay. We can, we can have our, our uh, opinion, our own opinions. We're loud. We yes. have been, for the longest of time, always finding the good in everything we've watched. We've always mentioned the best episodes of a certain series or particular movies from a certain genre or from uh, various different uh, storylines or film series, whatever. But sometimes you just got to confess you just say these are really movies that i just i can't watch again and so if we don't watch them again good for us and if somebody else watches for them well you've been warned ah <laughs> <sighs> so if there's yeah. if, if 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 there's nothing else uh we can all say our goodbyes we'll start with adina I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I guess you like go and find your favorite movie and put it yes. on right now. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's, let's let's go watch our favorites to just yeah. kind of cleanse yeah. the cleanse the palate, as it were, yeah. the visual and auditory palate, and then go get my book. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, it's one of your yeah. favorites. <laughs> Look for Crazy Foolish Robots on Amazon. And 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 Brian, I I don't expect you to write a sermon about this about the evils of these certain films, but right. um, no, if no, you go no, ahead, no. I felt quite all right. I just want to say how much fun this has been. I have laughed. I needed a good laugh today, so thank you, my friends. Um, and uh, you know, maybe maybe some people will go watch these films to see if they think they're as bad as we do, which is mm -hmm. fun. Um, mm -hmm. but like Steve said, proceed at your own risk and. Yep. Uh, I would highly recommend that you just avoid Starship Troopers at all costs. Um, just don't see that. Uh, if you're going to pick one not to watch, I would recommend that one. There you no, go. But, but it's, it's pretty joyful being here with you guys this evening to record this episode. And, uh, man, thanks. This has been fun. Thanks for being you guys. Okay. And yeah, this was good. This was a lot of fun. And yeah, everyone just go watch your favorite movie and also maybe don't watch Event Horizon because it is really scary. <laughs> if you can look up the, uh, you know, just if you want to have fun, just look up First Contact. Well, see if you can look up the First Contact trailers that were on the First Contact VHS. I have been able to find them sometimes and they're always fun. Or you got to find a VHS player. Well, you can find them on YouTube. Find them on I YouTube. Think. Okay. Sometimes on YouTube, you can find like, what was the Paramount trailer written in Generations where I had like, I need a hero. I'm not going to sing the song. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So, and, and with that, let me, as we always do, thank our listening audience for the time you have afforded us to share our comments on the subject we hold so dear, sci-fi. We love it. If you could post on our Facebook page, your five films that you find unwatchable and the reasons for it. You are given freedom to complain about these films. That seems to be what Facebook is designed for. <laughs> or you could email us at the big sci-fi podcast at gmail.com and share us your thoughts on this episode or any other episode. And as I've done in the past, I leave you with this warning from the film, The Thing from Another World. Keep watching the sky. <laughs>